Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. It can be difficult to know what to do if you've noticed changes in yourself or a family member or friend, particularly when they're related to memory loss, thinking, or behavior. Caring for someone with Alzheimer's disease or another type of dementia can be a long, stressful, and intensely emotional journey. But you're not alone. In Nevada, there are more than 45,000 people living with Alzheimer's, and there are over 149,000 folks providing care. Our local chapter of the Alzheimer's Association serves Northern California and Northern Nevada, providing support, education, training, and other resources to increase knowledge and to support those facing Alzheimer's disease and other dementias or memory loss. As the world's largest nonprofit funder of Alzheimer's research, the Alzheimer's Association is committed to accelerating the global effort to eliminate Alzheimer's. They have undertaken a multitude of diverse research initiatives working towards methods of treatment, prevention, and ultimately a cure. My guest today, Denise Hun, Family Care Associate with the Alzheimer's Association, and Nikki Rubarth, Regional Director of Northern Nevada for the Alzheimer's Association. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. So, you know, the more you learn about your loved one's disease and how it will progress over the years, the better you'll be able to prepare for future challenges. So let's talk about the Alzheimer's Association. How do you help people first recognize that there is Alzheimer's or dementia, and where do you go from there? One of the things that we want direct to direct people towards is early detection and diagnosis and to talk with their medical team to open up a dialogue. On our website at alz.org, we have 10 warning signs. We often get asked, what's the difference between normal aging and areas of concern? We tell people if you notice this in yourself or a loved one, even a few of those 10 are concerning. Write this down go to your general practitioner and find out what these memory concerns might be. And it, sometimes there's possible treatment. Other times we might need to navigate further to get the proper diagnosis if it's Alzheimer's or another dementia. So in the realm of Alzheimer's, I not experienced it particularly in my family, although my dad, as he was aging, you could certainly see there were signs of dementia, the looping conversations. And, you know, it, initially you get irritated. You don't really know or understand what's going on. And so, you know, as someone who had to become a caregiver, this is a big issue in our country right now. Nikki, do you find that employers are starting to recognize that, you know, that sandwich group like I am are trying to take care of our parents and dealing with something as, you know, an Alzheimer's? It's, it's hard. Yeah. Absolutely. As you said, Sherry, many people are dealing with or caring for aging parents. 
as well as raising children, forging their careers, and that can be overwhelming. So one of the services that we provide is funding for respite care, so for a family that's caring for a loved one with any kind of dementia diagnosis, we can help pay for them to get respite care so they can get a break from that. We have all kinds of other resources in place to help caregivers, and primarily that's education, understanding some of what's going on, understanding how they can support their loved one without getting frustrated, without um, getting impatient, and just understanding how that disease is going to progress and how we can help them to manage that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's part of it is first recognizing that there might be something going on with that parent, right? And so, you know, after that diagnosis, then, you know, how do you continue to, what are some of the things you, you do for education? We encourage people to use our website at alz.org. We also have a 24-7 helpline number on our website where you can see that you can call at any time. For those that are living with a diagnosis as well as their care partners, we encourage people to attend a support group. We have over 17 support groups available in the Reno, Carson, and outlying areas of Northern Nevada. We also encourage people to, that education is key throughout the process of the changes that they may see in their loved one. So we really encourage people to attend our local education classes, which are at no charge. So let's, you know, people talk about, you know, is there ever going to be a cure for this? And I was out there doing my research, and part of it is they don't even, we still haven't figured out what causes it, right? So how do you cure something when you don't even know what are those triggers? Right. Is there any hope? There, there's a great deal of hope, and uh, some of the funds that we raise are dedicated to investment in research. Um, we know it takes something like 15 years from what we call bench to bedside for that research to actually be translated into anything um, that can actually benefit patients. So we encourage people to sign up to be a part of the research process. We have a program called Trial Match, and uh, we look for people, not just those whose families have been impacted by the disease or might have the disease, but also for healthy people. And we also know that there are, um, there are healthy lifestyle factors that can influence your likelihood of actually developing any type of cognitive decline. So a lot of the focus is really on prevention, and as Denise mentioned, early diagnosis. So noticing those changes. Uh, there are things like blood biomarkers. We know that blood pressure might play a role in the development of cognitive decline. So there's a great deal of research going on, yeah. And it's global. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I was reading they had some giant international conference mm -hmm. recently, and so you've got teams of researchers and all kinds of people focused on this, yet it is massive, mm -hmm. right? I mean, exactly. And, yeah. and how it's impacting people around the world, and so do you think that there is enough funding or focus at this mm -hmm. point in time? There's definitely a need for much more funding, and uh, one of the accomplishments that uh, the Alzheimer's Association is very proud of is that really thanks to the efforts of advocates at a grassroots level, we have been able to ask Congress for increases in funding through the National Institutes of Health. So funding has actually 
almost quadrupled in the last four or five years. So we know that there is a lot more investment going on, but Alzheimer's disease is the sixth leading cause of death in the US. More than five million people are impacted by it. So of course we need a lot more investment, but hopefully that trajectory is changing. And we know what how investment in research has been able to move the needle on other diseases, such as HIV, cancer, heart disease, and so forth. With education um, and investment in research, we've really seen those numbers change. So we're hopeful, hopeful for that. Well, and there's an entire industry built around memory care facilities mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, I'm sure the people working in those facilities, do you think that it's helping the cause or are they just hiring people to, you know, just show up? So what do you think that those memory care facilities are working or mm -hmm. Do we need more? Do we need less? <laughs> the training in memory care communities, uh, the state of Nevada has increased what is required to be a trained caregiver within those communities. I think there's an effort really to find those committed special people to care for that population. But it is a challenge because we, you know, finding the labor force that's needed for many jobs, it's a challenge. So let's talk about you guys are doing an event. We'll talk more about the event in a moment, but I do want to mention it. It's your Walk to End Alzheimer's, and that's going to happen on September 21st here in the Reno Sparks area. And of course, anybody wants to find out more, go to the website alz.org slash walk. But let's just quickly talk about, you know, how long has this walk been going on? Why do people need to have a vested interest in this? And what are you trying to accomplish? Sure. So the walk has been going on for about 20 years in Northern Nevada. And um, we raise funds through the walk that impact our local programs. So our ability to provide care, support, education, respite, and so forth. And we contribute to research as well. But we know that we can invest those funds where, where the need is greatest. So we can get out into the rural areas. We can serve those minority groups who may not have access to services. And any family that's in need, we will not ever turn away. We don't want financial barriers to prevent people from seeking help. Uh, but also what's really important about the walk is that it's a day of recognition and celebration. So we recognize those people who are in a caregiving role, who are providing 24-7 care to a family member, and we recognize how overwhelming that, that can be, but how support can really make a difference. And it's also an opportunity to remember those who have who, lost their fight. Um, so we have families, sponsors, volunteers, uh, it's a it's a wonderful day, so come and join us. Absolutely, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the walk and the second half of the show. But you know, when you think of all the people that you know are famous, and then all of a sudden they kind of disappear, and then when they pass away, you realize oh, they had Alzheimer's or you know some form of dementia, and they literally disappear. And I can only imagine as someone you know whether it's a parent, a spouse, how difficult that must be. And so I know that, you know, you guys do a lot of support, but let's talk about just very quickly, once you recognize, I mean, how vital is it as the caregiver to take care of yourself? We know that our care partners sometimes have the health issues based on the stress that sometimes comes with it, based on not taking care of themselves, 
going to your doctor's appointments. And this is why we say early on, find where your support systems are. Bring in your community for support and help and ask for help. All right, we have to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to pick up on this conversation with Nikki Rubarth and Denise Hund, who both are representing the Alzheimer's Association. And I want to talk about the walk to end Alzheimer's right after this message. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert, I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery. Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Having a good in-depth discussion with Nikki Rubarth, who is the regional director for the Northern Nevada Alzheimer's Association, and Denise Hund, who is a family care associate. And so interesting that today in the newspaper I'm reading about a woman who was kidnapped from a Reno senior facility and she has uh, severe dementia and um, you know she can't communicate and her son kidnapped her and a lot of us had been seeing these silver alerts up on the the freeways so who would so now i understand because this license plate is the one that I saw up on the sign. So Nikki, let's let's talk about what is a silver alert? Yeah, so we've, uh, we all saw the signs on the freeway last week and maybe wonder was it a typo? Should it have been an amber alert? But it's silver alert. It really was alerting the community to the fact that a senior had gone missing. So, and obviously asking people to look out for that vehicle and that license plate. Um, I don't know the details of the family, but uh, it sounds like she hasn't been found and people that we're still looking so the as Denise mentioned that could be a situation where there's a dispute over guardianship where there's a feud within the family I don't know the details but um, also people who have a dementia diagnosis who are also at risk of wandering that's something else sometimes they can leave home or a facility and uh, we don't know where they are and of course that's an issue of safety so we need to make sure that we uh, we help people to be safe and to stay in a situation that's comfortable. Well, let, let's talk about this, uh, Denise. So here's an 80-year-old. Obviously, she must be on forms of medication. She doesn't communicate. How does this son, who just kidnaps her out of a facility, how does all of a sudden he become an expert in caring for someone like that? Since we do not know the details, if he's not the guardian, then the silver alert will go up. Most people are on medication, so that the concern for her well-being, of course, is, is profound, especially after it's been a few days. 
And on another topic, uh, Nikki had uh, noted that one of the things that happens with people that have Alzheimer's or another dementia is they sometimes wander. What are the safety nets that we can do to keep them safe? Um, the Alzheimer's Association offers a program called Safe Return. Uh, most first responders are very aware of this. Uh, we're alerted as well if someone is, we need to search for someone or someone is found. They actually wear a MedAlert bracelet on the back of the bracelet. It notes this person has an Alzheimer's or related dementia diagnosis. We're alerted as part of the Alzheimer's Association. And usually there's two or three numbers and location for that person to be found and the primary family contacts to be called. Yes, I can't even imagine. So, so let's talk about the uh, walk to end Alzheimer's and it's been going on for a couple of decades. So why is it important for our community to A, first have awareness around the walk because many of us are going to be dealing with a parent or a spouse that's gonna have some form of dementia or Alzheimer's? Right, so it's very important because as we know, historically, typically there's been a stigma uh, that around a dementia diagnosis, around Alzheimer's disease. As you mentioned, people sometimes disappear. We don't know what happens to them and then we hear that they have passed away from or with Alzheimer's. So we want to make sure that we help people to talk about it. It's a disease. So we want to make sure that that's kind of the first step towards getting a diagnosis, asking for help making sure you have legal and financial plans in place so you can continue to live well and to live the best life that you can with that diagnosis and get the help you need. So we want the community to be aware of the work that we do to help that. We want people to feel that they are helped and supported and cared about and I think our, our community does that very well um, and for caregivers really to have the help that they need. Absolutely. So the walk is on Saturday, September 21st. It's at the Sparks Marina, check-in 8 a.m. And so how does the walk work? Do we put together teams? Do I show up as an individual? Yep. So we, we absolutely rely on teams. The, our teams are very powerful. Our team captains who recruit family members, friends, co-workers, and raise funds. That's really is, that's the heart and soul of WALK. And it's really fun to see those teams out there dressed up with their signs, making noise. And there are different reasons for teams to do, to, to come together and to, to fundraise. It could be supporting a family member. It could be something through their workplace that they have decided to do. So we really do rely on teams. We also rely on our sponsors. They're our wonderful partners. And without them, we wouldn't have a WALK. Uh, so they help us with the cost of putting on the walk. And then we rely on volunteers very much. Um, our walk planning committee consists entirely of volunteers. Then we have a couple of hundred volunteers on walk day who help with set up the water stations, serving food and so forth. And we have an opening ceremony that lasts about half an hour. We have someone who is in the early stages of the disease who talks about their experience and their journey so far. And that's always very powerful for people to hear from someone who's really living that diagnosis. Um, and then we have music, entertainment, we have a drum line. So it's a really fun day and DJ, lots of music. And so uh, the good news is it's a walk, not a run. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? And so if somebody wanted to participate, where do we register? How do we get more info? Yeah. So they go to alz.org slash walk and then just set or Reno and our walk will come up. Or to go directly there, it's act.alz.org slash renosparks2019. Awesome. Do the funds raise, do a lot, does a lot of it stay here in our local community? Yep, absolutely. Uh, the bulk of it stays here in our local community. Those care support and education programs that we talk about, respite funding, we couldn't do any of that without the funds that we raise at WALK. Awesome. So, you know, what are some of the things that if somebody is not prepared to understand if, you know, there are, there are certain signs. So give us just a quick, what are, what are some of those early stage signs that we should be aware of? People will notice that someone's repeating themselves a lot, short-term memory loss, uh, having difficulty learning new information, not being able to retrace their steps, uh, balance issues, unexplained falls, uh, people getting lost in a very familiar area or losing uh, periods of time that they can't recall, very concerning. So uh, even, again, to really determine that that's, that's not normal aging, uh, we need to address this. Also, to be aware that there's a younger population under age 65 that we say this is uh, an early onset of a dementia diagnosis, and that needs to be aware too, because sometimes that's not picked up on. Oh, they're 45 years old, how could that be? So we really need to have an open dialogue now, all of us, about if this were to happen or if I notice this with someone, I'm gonna speak up and advocate for them and say, we're here to help, we'll go to the doctor with you because many times people are frightened when they, when they feel that these are symptoms that, that are, are frightening, and, but we can address that and get help. It's not just a senior moment. Correct, yes. As someone that, you know, uh, a child of potentially a parent that will end up with some form of dementia or Alzheimer's, Nikki, you mentioned the fact that, you know, one of the critical first steps is some of the estate planning, getting powers of attorney in place because all of a sudden, the, the individual who is taking care of everything can no longer, and if you don't have the right documents in place, it's just a harder hill to climb. Right, and we really want to encourage people and support them to be able to maintain their independence, preserve their dignity, make decisions for themselves. So if you do, if you do have that diagnosis, then wouldn't you want to be able to determine what your future is going to look like? Who is going to be able to make those decisions for you? Who's going to be able to care for you when you can no longer do that for yourself? So if your wishes are known and you can be a part of that planning, then hopefully it relieves some of the stress about what's in store in the future. Absolutely. You guys have a great website. Mm -hmm. So uh, the website is alz.org. And I would encourage anyone, whether you're dealing with the issue or not, to go out and check out some of the good stuff that you guys do because you do a lot of education. There's the financial as well as just peer support, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you also learn about some of the research that's going on. So, um, so I know you want to encourage people to go check out the website. What else would I find if I'm going out there? 
Our helpline, we have a 24-7 helpline that's available in 120 different languages, 800-272-3900. You can call that any time of the day or night and you will always reach someone who will listen to you. Uh, people who are qualified at a master's level to provide care, and, uh, care consultations, therapists, and you can get answers to the questions that you're burning questions. You can get help, get connected with local services. There's always someone there on the end of the phone. Awesome. All right, very quickly, the Walk to End Alzheimer's, Saturday, September 21st at the Sparks Marina. I encourage you to go out and sign up whether just as an individual or pull a team together, come on out, it's a great day. ALZ.org forward slash walk. Or if you need more information, you can certainly call 775-786-8061. It's gonna be a fantastic day. And it really is about joining the fight for Alzheimer's to make sure that whether it becomes you or a loved one that you know there is this amazing organization right here in our community that's gonna hold your hand literally every step of the way. Wanna thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. My guests, Nikki Rubarth, Denise Hund, both of the Alzheimer's Association. Thank you ladies for being here. Thank, thank you. you. Final word? Come to the walk, it's a great day. <laughs> Awesome. Come to the walk. No fee to register. Sign up. Raise $100. Get a t-shirt. Oh, very nice. <laughs> and the color is purple. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business. The backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.